Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 154. Today, as we continue our journey through the book of Amos, Psalm 55 and Matthew 14, we'll see a theme that runs through where we encounter people who are betrayed, people who are betrayed by those who are in authority over them, who should be caring for them and providing for them and also people who are betrayed by those close to them. And through it all, there's a hope that comes because the God who sees all and will bring justice is also a God who shows mercy and a God who has power to save those who have been betrayed. And so let's begin today in Amos chapter 4, verses um, all through uh, chapter 6. Listen to this message, you cows of Bashan who live on Mount Samaria. You oppress the poor. You crush the needy. You say to your husbands, bring us more to drink. The sovereign Lord confirms this oath by his own holy character. Certainly the time is approaching when you will be carried away in baskets, every last one of you in fishermen's pots. Each of you will go straight through the gaps in the wall. You'll be thrown out toward Harmon. The Lord is speaking. Go to Bethel and rebel. At Gilgal, rebel some more. Bring your sacrifices in the morning, your tithes on the third day. Burn a thank offering of bread made with yeast. Make a public display of your voluntary offerings. For you love to do this, you Israelites. The sovereign Lord is speaking. But surely I gave you no food to eat in all your cities. You lacked food everywhere you lived. Still you did not come back to me. The Lord is speaking. I withheld withheld rain from you for three months before the harvest. I gave rain to one city, but not to another. One field would get rain, but the field that received no rain dried up. People from two or three cities staggered into one city to get water, but remained thirsty. Still you did not come back to me. The Lord is speaking. I destroyed your crops with blight and disease. Locusts kept devouring your orchards, vineyards, fig trees, and olive trees. Still you did not come back to me. The Lord is speaking. I sent against you a plague like one of the Egyptian plagues. I killed your young men with the sword along with the horses you had captured. I made the stench from the corpses rise into your nostrils. Still you did not come back to me. The Lord is speaking. I overthrew some of you uh, some of you, the way God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. You were like a burning stick snatched from the flames. Still you did not come back to me. The Lord is speaking. Therefore this is what I will do to you, Israel. Because I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, Israel. For here he is. He formed the mountains and created the wind. He reveals his plans to men. He turns the dawn into darkness and marches on the heights of the earth. The Lord God of heaven's armies is his name. Listen to this funeral song I am ready to sing about you, family of Israel. The virgin Israel has fallen down and will not get up again. She is abandoned on her own land with no one to help her get up. The sovereign Lord says this, The city that marches out with a thousand soldiers will have only a hundred left. The town that marches out with a hundred soldiers will have only ten left for the family of Israel. The Lord says this to the family of Israel. 
Seek me so you can live. Do not seek Bethel. Do not visit Gilgal. Do not journey down to Beersheba. For the people of Gilgal will certainly be carried into exile, and Bethel will become a place where disaster abounds. Seek the Lord so you can live. Otherwise, he will break out like fire against Joseph's family. The fire will consume, and no one will be able to quench it and save Bethel. The Israelites turn justice into bitterness. They throw what is fair and right to the ground. But there is one who made the constellations, Pleiades and Orion, who can turn the darkness into morning and daylight into night. He summons the water of the seas and pours it out in the earth's surface. The Lord is his name. He flashes destruction down upon the strong so that destruction overwhelms the fortified places. The Israelites hate anyone who arbitrates at the city gate. They despise anyone who speaks honestly. Therefore, because you make the poor pay taxes on their crops and exact a grain tax from them, you will not live in the houses you built you chiseled with stone. Nor will you drink the wine from your vineyards you planted. Certainly, I am aware of your many rebellious acts and your numerous sins. You torment the innocent, you take bribes, and you deny justice to the needy at the city gate. For this reason, whoever is smart keeps quiet in such a time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil so you can live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies just might be with you, as you claim he is. Hate what is wrong, love what is right, promote justice at the city gate. May the Lord God of heaven's armies have mercy on those who are left from Joseph. Because of Israel's sin, this is what the Lord, the Lord of God of heaven's army says. In all the squares, there will be wailing. In all the streets, they will mourn the dead. They will tell the field workers to lament and the professional mourners to wail. In all the vineyards, there will be wailing, for I will pass through your midst, midst, says the Lord. Woe to those who wish for the day of the Lord. Why do you want the Lord's day of wrath to come? It will bring darkness, not light. Disaster will be inescapable, as if a man ran from a lion only to meet a bear, then escaped into a house, leaned his hand against the wall, and was bitten by a poisonous snake. Don't you realize the Lord's day of judgment will bring darkness, not light? Gloomy blackness, not bright light? I absolutely despise your festivals. I get no pleasure from your religious assemblies. Even if you offer me burnt and grain offerings, I will not be satisfied. I will not look with favor on your peace offerings or fattened calves. Take away from me your noisy songs. I don't want to hear your music of your stringed instruments. Justice must flow like torrents of water, righteous actions like a stream that never dries up. You did not bring me sacrifices and grain offerings during the 40 years you spent in the wilderness, family of Israel. You will pick up your images of Sikoth, your king, and Kayan, your star god, which you made for yourselves. And I will drive you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord. He is called the God of heaven's armies. Woe to those who live in ease in Zion, to those who feel secure on Mount Samaria. They think of themselves as the elite class of the best nation. The family of Israel looks to them for leadership. They say to the people, Journey over to Kalna and look at it. Then go from there to Hamath Rabbah. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are they superior to our two kingdoms? Is their territory larger than ours? You refuse to believe a day of disaster will come, but you establish a reign of violence. They lie around on beds decorated with ivory and sprawl out on their couches. They eat lambs from the flock and calves from the middle of the pen. 
They sing to the tune of stringed instruments. Like David, they invent musical instruments. They drink wine from sacrificial bowls and pour the very best oils on themselves. Yet they are not concerned over the, tru- the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they will now be the first to go into exile. And the religious banquets where they sprawl on couches will end. The sovereign Lord confirms this oath by his very own life. The Lord God of heaven's armies is speaking. I despise Jacob's arrogance. I hate their fortresses. I will hand over to their enemies the city of Samaria and everything in it. If ten men were, are left in one house, they too will die. When their close relatives, the ones who will burn the corpses, pick up their bodies to remove the bones from the house, they will say to anyone who is in the inner rooms of the house, Is anyone else with you? He will respond, No one. Then he will say, Hush, don't invoke the Lord's name. Indeed, look, the Lord is giving the command. He will smash the large house to bits and the small house into little pieces. Can horses run on rocky cliffs? Can one plow the sea with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into a poisonous plant and the fruit of righteous actions into a bitter plant. You are happy because you conquered low Debar. You say, did we not conquer Karnaim by our own power? Look, I am about to bring a nation against you, family of Israel. The Lord, the God who commands armies, is speaking. They will oppress you in all the way from Lebohamath to the stream of the Rift Valley. And we pause here, even though the judgment will continue in chapter 7. And what we notice, I hope, as we work through this, is again and again, the people are acting as if they've been obeying God and doing the right things when they haven't. And God's judgment against them is saying, you have been betraying the people you should be caring for. You have denied them justice. You've taxed the poor. You haven't cared for those in need. You only care about yourselves. And God's judgment is coming on the people of Israel because of their sins and their lack of showing mercy and giving justice to those who ought to have received justice. And now Psalm 55 is a picture not so much of societal betrayal, but of personal betrayal of someone close and the facts and the feelings that come with that. And this is written by David. So Psalm 55. For the music director to be accompanied by string instruments, a well-written song by David. Listen, O God, to my prayer. Do not ignore my appeal for mercy. Pay attention to me and answer me. I am so upset and distressed. I am beside myself because of what the enemy says and because of how the wicked pressure me. For they hurl trouble down upon me and angrily attack me. My heart beats violently within me. The horrors of death overcome me. Fear and panic overpower me. Terror overwhelms me. I say, I wish I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and settle in a safe place. Look, I will escape to a distant place. I will stay in the wilderness. I will hurry off to a place that is safe from the strong wind and the gale. Confuse them, O Lord. Frustrate their plans. For I see violence and conflict in the city. Day and night they walk around on its walls while wickedness and destruction are within it. Disaster is within it. Violence and deceit do not depart from its public square. Indeed, it is not an enemy who insults me, or else I could bear it. It is not one who hates me who arrogantly taunts me, or else I could hide from him. But it is you, a man like me, my close friend in whom I confided. We would share personal thoughts with each other. In God's temple, we would walk together among the crowd. May death destroy them. May they go down alive into Sheol. For evil is in their dwelling place and in their midst. As for me, I will call out to God and the Lord will deliver me. During the evening, morning and noontime, I will lament and moan. 
and he will hear me. He will rescue me and protect me from those who attack me, even though they greatly outnumber me. God, the one who has reigned as king from long ago, will hear and humiliate them. They refuse to change and do not fear God. He attacks his friends. He breaks his solemn promises to them. His words are as smooth as butter, but he harbors animosity in his heart. His words seem softer than oil, but they are really like sharp swords. Throw your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the godly to be shaken. But you, O God, will bring them down to the deep pit. Violent and deceitful people will not live even half a normal lifespan. But as for me, I trust in you. You can hear David's cry in his heart for the person who he used to worship with and walk together with and even talk about deep things with has turned on him and betrayed him and become his enemy. And David mourns and and struggles with the loss. And yet he knows that God will bring ultimate justice, that God is the one, even though he's being betrayed by his closest friends, that God will be the one he cares, who cares for him, the God in whom he trusts. And we conclude today now with Matthew 14, where we see why God is so trustworthy, even in the midst of hard things. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard reports about Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. And because of this, miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had repeatedly told him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Although Herod wanted to kill John, he feared the crowd because they accepted John as a prophet. But on Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod, so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Instructed by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. Although it grieved the king because of his oath and the dinner guests he commanded it to be given. So he sent and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought out on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then John's disciples came and took the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he went away from there privately in a boat to an isolated place. But when the crowd heard about it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And as they got out, he saw, as he got out, he saw a large crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening arrived, his disciples came to him saying, This is an isolated place and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But he replied, They don't need to go. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. Bring them here to me, Jesus replied. Then he instructed the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. He gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up broken pieces left over. Twelve basketfuls were left. None counting, not counting women and children, there were 5,000 men who ate. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dispersed the crowds. And after he sent the crowds away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat already far from land was taking a beating from the waves because the wind was against it. 
As the night was ending, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost, and cried out with fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Have courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, order me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he, was, when he saw the strong wind, he became afraid. And starting to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they went up into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. After they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genazareth. When the people there recognized him, they sent word into all the surrounding area, and they brought all their sick to him. They begged him if he could only touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. What a beautiful picture here of Jesus being the one who can bring restoration, who can bring justice, who can provide for the people's needs, who has the power to overcome even the storms of life, and that he is the one who can heal and bring restoration to people who are desperate. That if there's any hope for the poor and those who are victims of injustice in this world, it is Jesus. If there's any hope for those who are betrayed, it is Jesus. And that is why we celebrate and are excited about knowing him more, serving him, and following him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there.